The bards must drink and junk it. Hello, friends and strangers. Thank you for listening to Tomorrow, Tomorrow We, we Die. Die. A show about the trials and adventures that happen while touring as a working musician. Told to you by people who have built their lives or portions of their lives around writing and playing the music they love. We are your hosts. I am John Wisniewski. And I'm Jeffrey McNulty. And every episode, we are going to bring you an interview with people who are out there day-to-day grinding against the many odds just to ditch the shitty show after already eating their free pizza. Oh, so welcome back to part two of our first two-part season two part opener. (laughs) Wherever you've been, (laughs) wherever you went, welcome back. (laughs) This is the big episode where we're basically doing a deep dive on my first tour in Akimbo when I was 20 years old. Last episode, if you haven't listened to it yet, I highly recommend you press pause right now. Yeah. Go back and listen to the one before this one. It's going to give you all the first part of what's about to happen next. It would not make much sense otherwise. Yeah. We basically started our first tour. We played Portland. We did Eugene where we met some awesome crazy guys that we would yep. go on to be friends for a while Great fellas. did our first couple shows in san francisco which lucky enough for us happened to be at pretty legendary venues mm-hmm. with some pretty legendary bands yeah and then that's where we left off and so yeah last episode is a lot of like you know old friends sort of reminiscing and mm-hmm. like throwing out anecdotes and it's fun and it's you know it's yeah. a bunch of casual conversations about just our memories of the time There's some coming of age stuff yeah and the real shit has not happened yet no but it's going to. And just to add a little bit before that, let's play something off that split that you guys were touring on. Uh, let's play some Teen Cthulhu off that split just to get in the mood before we get back into the tour. Somebody got to the blood. What? Day six, Monday, September 4th, 2000. We had a day off today, so we found a hotel room between San Francisco and Bakersfield, which is where we were headed. (laughs) So, I mean, with nowhere to go, we pretty much stayed at Annie's house as long as we possibly could without overstaying our welcome. And Jeff, let me tell you, that was a cush situation. Her parents had a nice place. Uh, There's lots of food. It was super chill. We were watching movies. uh, You never get that. No pressure to leave at all. But it was one of those things where it was like, well, no one's asking us to leave, but you know, probably should. You're not staying the night. We're in their their house. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So basically, we just drove until we found a cheap cluster of hotels. We got a room. We crammed 
everyone into a single room, you know, you sleeping do. bags on the floor. <laughs> on the night of TJ's 21st birthday. Happy birthday, TJ. Here's TJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were there. I turned 21. I remember that. And there's this big thing off the side of I-5. And I think it's still there. It's in the middle of nowhere. And it's like a they have a Taco Bell that's also a Shell station that's also a McDonald's. Uh-huh. Truck stop. And then it's a hotel, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like one of those all-in-one in the desert, you know, in the middle of nothing. Mm-hmm. And we stayed there. And I remember being so fucking bummed out because I was, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm turning 21 at midnight here, yeah. you know. And I, I went in and, I, oh, and everybody in Teen Cthulhu wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, I remember. That's a good birthday. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't. <laughs> I want to get drunk, and you can't play Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, Dungeons and Dragons is fun. I'm not saying, I'm not throwing shade, but um, it's not your typical 21 run. No, I wanted it's, to dr- it's level one to two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just hang out with your, you know, sweaty guy friends drinking. Yeah, Diet Coke, whatever. Yeah, stabbing cobalts, stabbing like rolling dice. Uh-huh. No, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be in the hotel room. I want to, want to get drunk. And the only person who would drink with me was Hank, of course. I. Re- I think I did the walk with you guys. Did you walk over I there? I remember the, doing the walk. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> I think we went to that shell station. Uh-huh. And I, I think I was into 40s, like 40-ounce 40 beers yes. because I was still like basically a kid. Uh-huh. And uh, it's for kids. Well, really. else, we were just going to make that walk once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you're getting. Yeah. And uh, they didn't card me. I remember. Yes. I, they were like, yeah, okay, that's that, you know, three, three bucks. And I was like, well, don't you want to see my ID? They're like, no. And I was like, yeah, I think I showed him anyways and and dejected, you know, walked back to the room and uh, stood on the balcony or the, you know, it's like a Motel 6. So there's just that like common in front of everybody's second floor uh, balcony. It's not like it wasn't a nice hotel. Don't get me wrong. And just stood outside and drank. I don't remember what we did after that. I don't either. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably not very eventful. No, it was definitely not what you want to remember for your Are you 21st sure you, birthday. Do you want to talk about this tour? It's not that eventful. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, we can talk about other tours I've been on some other time. Yes, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, I remember you turning 21. As for those who weren't making the best of their ill-fated 21 run, here's Nat and Brandon. I remember staying in a hotel on that tour. Yeah. TJ turned 21. Yes, and Brandon <laughs> took a pill. <laughs> mm, I think I took it easy that night. I may have slept in the van. Yeah. Um, yeah. What happened? That's a pill? wise move, actually. <laughs> yeah. Like with all those dudes crammed in the hotel room. Yeah. yeah I think remember I, it was like fucking a Vienna sausage stick can in there. <laughs> yeah. Nine yeah. dudes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. In yeah. like a single, because that's what we yeah. could afford. Or and at least like, okay. two single beds. Don't touch not, me. That's yeah. not enough. No. Yeah. Someone was probably sleeping in the bathroom. Let's talk about where you would sleep in those situations because I remember like I liked it in between the beds or underneath the table or the desk. Sure. If you could get that. <laughs> if you could get yeah. your head under a table you, or a yeah, desk, you are fucking solid. Get, that is good get, real yeah, estate. Yeah, and then the snoring might like kind of get a little cut off. I'm way too drunk to even care about snoring. And like me <laughs> and me and Brent were the ones who didn't snore. So yeah. we would like usually share one of the beds and then like stick the other dudes over there. Like it mattered. Yeah. Right. Because they're Sound only won't three come up feet here, away huh? from you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my god! But yeah, the middle in between the two beds is pretty sweet, unless a drunk asshole fucking steps you know you. steps on you on the way to take a piss in the middle of the night. Yeah, well, and just the first like like whenever you're rolling into like a kind of a shitty or sketchy or like dirty situation, like sleep situation yes. on tour, like after the Man, show, you're you're like going to the place you're going to sleep that night, and there's that 
like you just know you 20 seconds of analyzing sense, the situation like, oh. and then the, and then the and rapid see. the rapid fire calling of who's yes, going to sleep yes, in the yes, van yes. like van, I was gonna, van. <laughs> I was going to let you say it cuz like there's in in our van it was always the best bed was the the over the gear and it was a sweet fucking ride and you can get two people in there no problem it's hard to get out if you have to take a leak though. it was really tough yeah and then like bench seat was like third stringer and that was desperation bench seat because like me and jake were the only guys short enough to sleep there on the same boat i always like the bench seat where i was like if you're short enough you know yeah. if it's fine you know and i like my feet to hang off the end, but even a bed now but it, sometimes it gets to the point where like you're literally fighting over who gets to sleep in the van I'm, Fuck you. You slept in the van last <laughs> yeah. night. Fuck you. I slept in the van like off hate on a fucking hill. And I got up at five in the morning and peed mm-hmm. on the sidewalk while some woman was walking her dog. And I did not give a fuck. Up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like. Yeah. I, this has to happen. So. <laughs> it's not going to not happen. Turn your head. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Fifi. <laughs> you pissed on my dog. <laughs> oh, man. Those van moments. Day 7, Tuesday, September 5th, 2000. We played in Bakersfield, California at the Munoz Gym with a band called Prolapse Nation. Uh, if you've listened to previous episodes of this show, we've talked about the Munoz Gym a couple times. Yeah. We'll definitely talk about it more here. So we're playing in Bakersfield. Our drive was maybe like an hour, 90 minutes from wherever the hotel was. That's an ugly hour, though. Dude, it's, yeah, this is like one of the first drives on this trip where you can see the, like, the true wasteland material yeah. America has to offer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that sort like, of central California, you know, on that side of I-5 is just like... Yeah, so bad. <laughs> Empty, dry deserts. Yeah. It's like pockmarked with gas stations and Walmarts. Not pretty. It's far enough from the coast to like be abysmally hot. We played Munoz, which again, Damien Shane got into detail about on episode five. You should go back and listen to that because their take on it was pretty hilarious. Agreed. But anyways, here's TJ, who along with Hank, was the only one who could go to a bar to kill time before the show. Yeah, um, then the next day we did go to Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. And I was then I was 21 in the daytime. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I wanted to try some day drinking. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to a bar. And we went to Hank and I, again, my partner in drinking. I don't think you came on the, this part of it. I was not a big drinker back then. No. I, was, I was a sometimes drinker back then. Yeah. That's good. You probably preserved some of yourself mm-hmm. for the future, for future drinking. But anyways, yeah. so I, Hank and I were like, we're going to go find a bar. And we went to this like sort of dive bar, like the only bar that was open in the town. And I remember it's like a saloon. I feel like it. I feel like it had a swinging door somewhere on it. <laughs> Come on! I'm no. I'm not kidding. I I think it was like in in the place somewhere. Like it maybe separated the pool tables from the rest of the bar. I'm not making that up. I th- I'm pretty sure. And uh, <laughs> we were in there. And we're just like young, twinky looking guys. Like, yeah. Like pretty, pretty hot. You know, no facial yes. hair coming in yet. Totally. <laughs> and dressed in all black in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hank had his hair. He had that. Uh, oh yeah. He had that like real locust inspired. Uh, yeah. What was there was like a name Romul- for that? Romulan. Romulan. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know a little something yeah. about Romulan hair. I do. Hair. I do. Yeah. I started a website. Yeah. That you got made a website about that. about to make to try and get Hank to change his haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I swear to God, you failed. I failed. <laughs> yeah. Or did I? He doesn't have that haircut now. It's true. He doesn't. No one has that. Haircut he finally now. got the internet. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that GeoCities. <laughs> it's like Angel Fire <laughs> website that's still there. Um, but yeah, so anyways, that's a different story, but we went in this bar and just completely out of place in Bakersfield, California. And the only people in there are like, it's like, it's the cast of that movie Barfly, you know? Right. It's, you know, Steve Buscemi's there, 
it's like re, every it's like a lady's there. She looks like Steve Buscemi in a wig. <laughs> and, you know, every everybody there is is just old and just soaked in booze. Uh-huh. And we're like, um, well, let's get some Long Island iced teas or something. <laughs> what is that? What people drink? You know, or, I don't. We maybe we weren't that bad. I can't remember. <clears throat> and uh, I just remember this couple of old ladies. They're probably only like thirty five now. <laughs> wow. uh, but I was twenty one. So and they were just like like honest, like like just. Flies on shit, man, <laughs> yeah. and I, and made us so feel so uncomfortable. Oh yeah, that yeah. we had to leave. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I don't remember what they said or anything. And it was just like, if this is what drinking in bars is like. I don't think I like it. Mm. And then I yeah, figured out that that is what it's like. And then I became a bartender for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's how that goes. Yeah. And then well, how was the show that night? Do you, what do you remember the show that night? Well, I think we played at the Munoz Boxing Gym, didn't we? Yeah. That I do remember. Yeah. That place was epic. That's hard to forget. Yeah, we played there a few times. That place was crazy. What was yeah. it like? It was a literal boxing gym. It was, and they had shows. Yeah, it was like the, this kid ran it, and it was his grandfather's boxing gym. Yeah, and so then during the night, since it was just there, the bands would play, and and uh, he'd have all kinds of bands play there. Yeah, and well, let's let's paint a picture for people of what a boxing gym in Bakersfield, California, looks like. <laughs> It is not. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. If anyone's seen the movie Creed, <laughs> no, it's not, not like not that. that. No, it's not. Um, it's, it's in it, a barn, I think. Yeah, it was like, there was definitely no insulation in that building. I mean, you don't need any in the desert, but it's like, it's actual, it was like, I think it was like actual plywood It was a walls. shed, like wooden walls. Yeah. And the only thing of note in there was a giant elevated boxing ring. Yeah. That's with, in the shape of a square. With about it? four feet of walking clearance around it on all sides. So you played, and that's it. And did then, you play in the ring? They yes. would have the bands play inside the ring with everybody watching from the outside like a boxing match. That is intense. It was great. It was actually really, really fucking cool. Yeah, we played there once with Iron Lung too, and that was really fun. And yeah. I remember, oh, too, like when we played there, it was in 2000, but I remember when we played there, the Locust hadn't toured yet up there. They and had. So they had, okay. Yes. So maybe did we play? Okay, so they yeah they just played, <laughs> and so all those kids had transformed into yes. They all had like locust patches on everything, locust shirts. Cool. Their hair was like, you did know. Did you see the tattoo? Yeah, a kid had like a giant tattoo of he that had bug. The, yeah, he had the locust bug logo on his whole forearm with like camouflage pattern in the background. What did it take him? Like he got it the next day or something? It, yeah, it was like that. It's like the whole town just lost their mind. It was like still bleeding. <laughs> like the tattoo was still bloody or something. <laughs> but it, it's funny too if you think about the nature of the insect of, of locusts and where True. they where they operate. Uh huh. It kind of makes sense. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. like Bakersfield is like they probably have, they probably just each kid identified with that. Like yeah. that was so real. Like my dad. Fucking hates locusts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they ruin his farms. I'm a locust now too. Yeah. That's exactly what Fuck it was. That is. As, that's why. I mean, that must yeah. be why. Why else would they? I didn't. I mean, obviously that band was popular, uh-huh. and but it didn't work like that in every town. <laughs> no. no, I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They definitely lit those kids' minds on fire for sure. Um, and I do remember. Um, I think the guy who set up the show. I think his name was Ronald. Yes, and I don't remember the name of his band, but his band was like. The like, little locust. They like, yeah, they were like a little locust, and they kind of like were like ran the shit down there. Yeah, right? like they were the only band God. that was kind of a punk band. What were they in called? The area. I can't remember what they're called. And the thing I remember <sighs> about Ronald, he's uh, you know obviously a great guy because he's booking punk bands, and so he's he was auto- really nice, automatically a fucking saint. Well, uh, he didn't rip us off. I remember that no. much too. Yeah, he kind of like 
we're like dogs, you know, in a way. Like yeah. we're, we're like we remember the ones, the people that don't don't give us food uh-huh. or are mean to us. We just, but we don't. Yeah. Ge- it's like a general sense. Yeah, we don't, and we don't really like complain when we, we get remember, kicked, yeah, right? We're just yeah. like, ow. Yeah, but they still gave us money. That was cool. Yeah, um, and the, the other thing, like Ronald, if you're out there, I'm sorry. I love you. Your band was awesome, but I remember Ronald had no endurance for drumming. So like the, oh, they would start a yeah. locust style song, and it's like if. <laughs> If you know the Locust, it's all like super hard drumming, like yeah. blast beats, crazy shit. Um, and he'd go hard for like nine seconds. There's and a then lot he'd of be exhausted. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there was a, that they was we call the trail offs. <laughs> yeah, Bakersfield. Yeah, the uh, Munoz Boxing Gym. Uh, you played in this like shack essentially. It had no insulation. You could see yeah. through light through the boards in the wall and. <laughs> that's a boxing um, gym. It, I mean, why uh, would they have? I know, fuck insulation. <laughs> yeah. It's bigger. Who needs a uh, you know AC or yeah. whatever. Um, you need a good breeze, is what you yeah, need. Yeah, so the totally. Slats, yeah, they really totally feed the air. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like a louver, kind of a louver. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was awesome. You you play in the in the ring, and like you have to. The crowds all around the crowd quotes. They are all around Seven you. People. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it felt full. Um, and uh, they had it was it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a boxing ring like an HBO boxing match, right? Like it was like a boxing ring, like on the floor. It's just a. There were ropes. They had ropes. A square of floor roped off. But you were above. It, it had felt, the bouncingness though. It was, yeah, yeah, I remember playing drums and being like, this fucking boom. sucks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm all trying to yeah. move everything around. And, yeah. I am yeah. so jealous. I can't believe we never got to play that. that we played a, there again, didn't we? surprising. That it is because we were on the same circuit. Yeah. You know, we I were trading places. At least three times. Yeah, we played there many times. At least twice. Two or three times. I remember us walking through I do remember walking. And there's like, there's like nice buildings and all of the windows are boarded up. Yeah, there's no business. It's like anywhere. the Baltimore of yeah the West Coast, I guess, where everything's all boring. Yeah, but it's up. like imagine Baltimore like like 20 years into an apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <It's> an apocalypse. <laughs> there was one building. I remember going and thinking there's like one federal building. Yeah, and and then it was like tumbleweeds. And yeah. stuff. Like it was yeah. so and so fucking hot. And I remember yeah. playing. I remember every time I played there, it's been miserably hot. Yes, and just I mean, we've had good. I've had good shows there, but I've never enjoyed yeah. myself. I don't think we've ever stayed in Bakersfield like into the night or whatever. No, no. Yeah, that's that's one of those places you play and then the show's get over the and fuck you out. get the get fuck the out of town yeah, and you yeah. find a hotel exactly. ASAP. Because yeah. you do not want to be staying at that dude's house in Bakersfield. Was there just the one guy to that we put dude. on the shows? Yeah, any dude. No house. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. Killer. Well, now seems as good a time as any to play something off Teen Cthulhu's final record. And I'm going to try and pick my very favorite song. It's pretty hard because there's a lot of good ones on here. Check it out. Day eight, 
Wednesday, September 6th, 2000. We're playing Los Angeles, California at a club called The Smell. Mm -hmm. So Bakersfield, California to Los Angeles is about 113 miles. It's like two hours, no big deal. Unfortunately, the show fell through uh, that day. Oh, that's too bad. Akimbo went on to play The Smell many times. Yeah. That was one of our stops in LA. Great fucking spot. <laughs> Funny side note, um, my wife is from Los Angeles originally. Mm -hmm. When we first met and we, I was talking about touring, I would tell her that we, you know, we used to play LA a lot. And, yeah. and she'd ask, oh, like, oh, what kind of places would you play? It's like, oh, we played this place called The Smell. And she's like, nope, never heard of it. <laughs> um, and I sort of described the venue to her and you'd see her face getting a little bit more like weird and then i describe the area of town it's in and then her face gets a little bit like confused and disgusted like there's a venue yeah. there um so yeah the, the smell is in an alley yeah and uh, <laughs> al's bar down in la was weird too because you'd be playing like in the middle of downtown la and this empty lot with one building in the middle of it la venues are weird they are weird they're either like super diy and crazy and dirty or you're playing like yeah a club that just seems too nice for your band you know what i mean totally yeah so anyways we just wing it. We had walkie-talkies to communicate mm -hmm. between the Geo and the van. Smart. And so we're just, like, shooting the shit between cars as we approach the city. And here's Brandon and Annette. No, that happened <laughs> no. on the road because I was there for oh, that. Okay. And I remember because it, it, it was a grandfather <laughs> talking to his granddaughter. And he's like, are you going to sleep? And the girl's like, good night, Grandpa. And I said... <laughs> I got the mumps. He's like, what's that, honey? I got the mumps. All right, so it was really... different. Because yeah. <laughs> I was heavily involved in that. Because I've, I've messed it up. It seems like it was yeah. something you would do. But every once in a while, we pick up other chatter. There's some truckers that we could listen to and talk to. As so well. the truckers uh, is great. I've got the mumps. No, no the, the truckers was great. That was actually as. So this is like as we're rolling into LA. I remember the truckers where. Um, I think we talked. I, I think we talked about this with TJ and Travis. I and whatever. I'll just talk about it again. We are we are coming into LA the first day, and we're like, "What do we do? We don't have like we thought we had a show that night, and it got canceled. We don't know where to go. We don't know what to do." I don't remember who it was. Someone said, "Let's go to the Hustler store. <laughs> it's in Hollywood." And this is this is the thing that eventually led us to hanging such out a in weird the gay district of Hollywood. Such a uh, weird idea. I think we just all. saw it because we just parked. I, no, no, are you sure no. Burke wasn't with us? Because I think he would say that. <laughs> he, he would. He <laughs> definitely <laughs> would. But he wasn't but there. So is the his spirit. Yeah. yeah so, somebody said there's a Hustler store in Hollywood, and we should go there. This should be the first destination. It wasn't Kyle. And so we were. We it were, was like Kyle. Definitely not. We were walkie talkie ing between the car and the van, saying, like, hey, like, what do we do? Oh, yeah, Hustler Store. Let's go there. Where is it? I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. And like, we just like, drove up. We're, we're talking back and forth. And then a fucking trucker. Like it's like listening to breaker, our frequency <laughs> on his ham radio or whatever. Like, I know where it is. And he's like, you guys go to the Hustler store. <laughs> and we're like, what? Yes, sir. And, like, and he gives us the fucking address. That's amazing. Like he's, he's just like, got it down. As like, the world yes, is so yeah. good. Tell him. Yeah. Yeah. I got Bobby the mumps. Yeah. I got the mumps. Yeah. And, and he basically, he gives us the exact street address of the Hustler store. Amazing. Off of his memory. And that was, that was the entry point into the LA day. Yeah, yeah. In, man. Oh, I remember days. very clearly. We went to the Hustler store, then we went to a mini mart, like a bodega e mini mart, LA style, Lots and bought booze, booze yeah. and, and the the sodas and mixed. I've got pictures. And that's I before found. we, I believe, in the Hollywood sign picture, yeah. we are all drinking. We're drinking. Somebody, Beverly Hills. <laughs> Beverly Hills. <laughs> it's yeah. called the Hollywood sign. 
I have pictures from that tour of me in a topiary riding a unicorn topiary. Um, oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what happened, but I was yeah. on a, a giant bush carved as a unicorn. And it's like, the, yeah, right, right <laughs> yeah. away. That's the kind of shit you find in West Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a topiary yeah. with unicorns. Mm. Find a unicorn, we'll ride. <laughs> and so that's where it went. And it happened to be in West Hollywood. And none yeah. of us knew at the time that West Hollywood is a total gay neighborhood. Yeah. So sure. there we are in our late teens, early 20s. We just good. picked up Dylan in San Francisco. Yeah. Clean He'd cut, been living on the streets. Nubile young dudes. Yeah. Walking around West Hollywood. Yeah. The, the fashion at the time was to have bandanas in the punk scene, right? So, like, like Hank, <laughs> oh, yeah, but you no, didn't know what they meant. Hank and TJ have some bandanas on them just because it's cool. And oh I had no God. idea that that's like, that's like signaling to the gay crowd of the, the type of sex you like to do. Right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, there we are walking around West Hollywood, and what happens? Uh, I think Dylan, like, like, I remember Dylan was just this magnet for like, like some older man, predator, spreader, like predator, <laughs> yeah. And he, I mean, he just he'd been living on the street. I mean, he was just like he was like my own private. I, I don't know. It just felt like <laughs> he had it just hot, put, hot jail yeah. Reeves, like, yeah, has totally a sleep disease. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember we, he was like, "Let me take you guys." It was like some older guy was just like following us down the street and just like fixated on Dylan. And then he was like, come on, guys, I'll take you all. Out. There's like 10 of us. Yeah. Because it was an absurd tour. We had like 10 of us, like two roadies, like, or Dylan and Ian was there and two bands. Uh -huh. So it was a lot of us. And this older guy was like, let me take you, all you boys out to eat at some West Hollywood, uh -huh. like, place on the strip or whatever. It was so crazy. It was very bizarre. Yeah. And he was like sitting up close to Dylan and like, he got real touchy, yeah, with real Dylan. touchy with yeah. Dylan. We're all just like, is this okay? Should we be taking this guy's like food? Yeah. yeah. Like we were broke on tour. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's do this. And I, I remember like, God, this must be what it's like for so many women out there. <laughs> I know <laughs> it was, it was like, a real eye, but like, that whole tour was yes. such an eye opening yeah. experience. I was like, uh, wow, I came back like, oh, but I remember, man. yeah, he confronted us on the street and he's like, uh, Asking us a bunch of questions. Yeah, like, hey, what's hey, the oh, story, guys? And he had like, a guy with him, like a younger, a like really young twinky kind of <laughs> yeah. guy with him that he kind of shooed away. Yeah. And, and then was kind of like, like, hey, I have a friend who uh, opened a restaurant down the street. Yeah. Meet me there. It was like five or six or something. Sure. And it was a couple hours later and he seemed real nice. And then mm -hmm. he walked away and we're, and there was just that moment of like, what do we do? Like, like, it's hard to give like I know. a free lunch on tour. I'm broke as fuck. Yeah. So such thing I as a free lunch. Yeah. 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 Well, we know that now. Yeah. And it's like, well, like worst case scenario, like maybe one or two of us get roofied and fucked, but not yeah. all of us. No. Like, <laughs> I know. It's like a school of fish. It's like a <laughs> school of like <laughs> bait fish just yeah. like running through the streets of West Hollywood. Like <laughs> all just darting this way and that. They might take a couple of us out. They got Dylan, but I know, I know. We're all ready to like shoot Dylan in the knee. And run away. <laughs> it's just gotta be faster than Dylan. <laughs> did we run? I think at some point I remember. Did we all just run out of the restaurant and just got out of there? No, it, it was, was awkward. Or was there like an it was awkward? Legit. It was like it felt awkward for a while. But mm -hmm. he literally bought all of us a full course dinner. There was and some drinks. expectation, though. I think in there. I remember Probably. feeling there was some expectation. I remember leaving and like 
It was some definite disappointment. Well, that's on him. Yeah, that's on him. I mean, he should have yeah. known, but or maybe well, not. I mean, I mean we a bunch were, of dudes with bandanas. We were a bunch of young men walking around yes. the gay neighborhood, having <laughs> yes. no idea where we were. Yeah. But also, I feel like in the conversation that came out, right? Like we, we talked to him, and we we're like, "Yeah, we're from Seattle. We've never been here before. We're yeah. just looking around, and we happen to notice that there's shirtless gay men on all the advertising out here." <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel like uh, he probably could have figured it out, but who knows? Maybe yeah. he was furious. Yeah, I'm sure on some level he's like, and yeah. that wasn't the first or the last time that happened. To that's that true. He's he's doing fine. Yeah, I'm sure he's. Yeah, if I'm, you're out, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> for if, sorry. You're there, if you're out there, but I like, know. but also seriously, if he is out there, like he always went down in in our personal legacy as like this mysterious benefactor. Who yeah, just like <laughs> lovely, like seriously, bailed us out really hard. Yeah, because we were broke. Yeah, we couldn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. And then we went to Hollywood after that, and Brandon mm -hmm. charged Andrew Dice Clay. Andrew Dice Clay drove That's by. The other amazing thing about that day in Hollywood, yeah, which is we saw. Did we see Christina. Applegate? We saw three celebrities in like two hours. See, that's kind of yeah. rare, actually, in real Hollywood. Yes. I go to LA all the time now. Yeah, yeah, and I never see celebrities anymore. <laughs> and the first time I go to LA, we saw Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, Christina Applegate. <laughs> And then that fucking douchebag from Counting Crows driving a fucking Mazda Miata down the street. Oh my God, that is the perfect, I can picture that. <laughs> I remember Brandon, we saw the, was the Dice Man like in a Cadillac or some shit? Yeah. Like, like a drop top no, his Cadillac. his license plate said Dice Man. And Brandon charged, and he's known for like beating up people or whatever, right? Yeah. And Brandon ran at his car with a disposable camera <laughs> and like, screw Dice Man, Dice Man. It's I'm like, a big fan. I know. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And then we went some, we played that show then that night because we drove then to like the refinery area. It was kind of so like true detective. That was the next day. That was the next that day. That was the next day. How many days were we in LA? So the, I, I think that night was the night that we just drove to UC Davis campus mm -hmm. and just slept in the parking lot. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So we didn't have anywhere to stay in LA and knew literally no one. The thought of staying up all night sounded awful, still does. <laughs> Sleeping on the streets was a hard no. <laughs> Thinking back earlier on the tour, and and this is us sort of like that night, and you know we're we're pretty day drunk, we're pretty like bubbly from the ridiculous shit that has happened yeah. this day so far. And we're thinking back on like we had kind of had this magical experience at Reed on night one, so we thought maybe we can just like wing it and get to a college campus. Yeah. You know maybe there's another party happening. You know. <laughs> Or we could just like find some people who we can hang out with or who can at least like point us to like a roof. So we get back into the vehicles and we drive to UC Davis with a hope and a prayer. Instead of a rowdy campus party with 340s, we end up finding a college campus at night, dead silent. <laughs> Not even a security guard to tell us to fuck off. Oh man. And so we just find a dark parking lot. Yeah. This is again, this is one of those classic tour moments where like, the realization of what's about to happen mm -hmm. is setting in where like, oh, this is not going to be comfortable. Yeah. This tonight is going to suck. There's not enough seats. And so like popcorn. Yeah. People start <laughs> calling seats to try and sleep. <laughs> I'm lucky. I got one. But the, the people who didn't, Brandon, Travis, and Nat, they all missed it or they nobly volunteered to stay up while we slept. I slept through this whole thing, but this night was hilarious. Here's Nat and Brandon talking about their night fucking around with Travis. We're at the night of UC Davis. Do you remember when, that night? Um, when we raided the whole this was like, of UC Davis. I think everyone passed out in the van and the car except for you and Travis and Brandon like fucked around at the college. So I was thinking, I was trying to like, in my mind, remember, you know, key points of this tour and not get them mixed up with other tours. 
I remember, I feel like it was, was an all girls school that we were at? That's, That's not, the first night. No, it wasn't no, all girls. No, that was Reed University where I stole the uh, fire extinguisher. <laughs> fire extinguisher. Yeah. That's what I think you Shenanigans. Stole. Yeah. Which I kept for like 15 years. It was our emergency, I'm sure it would have been pointless to use. But um, Well, that's what we used on the rooftop for the Akimbo uh, photo oh, yeah, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. So it wasn't useless. Yeah. No, it still worked. No. Uh, I just remember, and I couldn't remember who I was with, but there was this giant spindle, like you wrap wire, industrial wire around or hose or whatever that came rolling down this hill and mowed over a, maybe like 30 or 40 bicycles. Was I oh, with you? No. <laughs> I was super hammered and I, yeah, we were walking up this hill and it may have been a few nights later, um, maybe in LA or after, um, uh, uh, where did we yeah. stay after, uh, PCH? That's what we're talking about yeah, right now. Davis. Okay. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. And I about. think it was that night. Was it? Yeah. Oh, it might've been cause we did a bunch of stupid shit that night. Yeah. So that was when we broke into the uh, the egg hall that had like all the, the uh, pigs in it, the baby pigs. <laughs> like we're in like, what's in here? What? Like you open it and all of a sudden like a thousand <laughs> squealing baby pigs in like a totally sad campus and we're totally like breaking shit and doing like <laughs> shit. Yeah. And, uh, but I remember the thing, the thing I remember the most is like, where, like towards the end is we found a canister of uh, nitrous. nitrous. Yeah. And then we broke in, a, a, and the canister was like six feet tall. Mm -hmm. It was huge. And just rolling it. But there was tools. Like we needed tools to open it, so we broke into a truck and found the toolkit. Took the tools back, and we finally got the thing cracked. It is going like, yeah. And it and the gas is coming out, and we're like, well, what do we do? Yeah. And we're all drinking forties, and I was like, well, fuck it. So I just wrap my lips around them where the gas is coming out and, and inhale. And I was like, this is the worst idea ever. <laughs> and as I'm doing it, I was like, nothing's happening. And so I was like, well, I'm going to fuck with these guys. So I like finished inhaling, took a step back, rolled my eyes in my head and dropped a 40 and fell down. <laughs> and I heard Travis go, oh no! He <laughs> <laughs> came over and I felt his hands on me. <laughs> and then I went, <laughs> he's, and it, like, he's like you motherfucker and that was the end that was like yeah. the end of the night for me <laughs> I, forgive me for saying this but yeah. you three dudes are like the last dudes that I would think of would be the ones pulling shenanigans like breaking into a pig farm and fucking we were just like we were fucking tired we and exhausted and at the end no of the tour I slept under yeah. the the van that night yeah and it was like yes you slept under the van i slept in the back of the geo that night <laughs> yeah uh, that, that was the yeah. night yeah and it was like and we're pretty much like morale is gone we stayed at a dorm that night and then i met some girl that was like starry-eyed and like i love you to me i was like what the fuck? i'm on tour and you're telling me she's like i'm so glad i met you and i remember thinking like oh i made a huge mistake <laughs> i mean nothing really happened but i remember like meeting some girl and like i should not have like made out with this girl mm -hmm. or whatever that yeah. was like the first and last time i made uh -huh. out with a girl on tour <laughs> you lived a celibate life yeah <laughs> day nine mm -hmm. again los angeles california at the pch so yeah we're in town we have no drive really we have a full day to kill in one of the biggest cities of the yeah. world so what do you do jeff what do you think we do i bet somebody would do what everybody would do and just say i'm going to disneyland going to disneyland <laughs> <laughs> and then we went the next night and played in Long Beach, right? That was on the PCH. PCH. I think it was yes. Wilmington. Was it Wilmington? Yeah. So the next day, uh, me and Brandon were like, 
fuck you, we're going to Disneyland. Like, yeah. we're in LA, we're on tour, we have you a day. And Kyle. We're going to Disneyland. And Kyle was, like, kind of excited and kind of begrudgingly joined us. Yeah. And I remember there was this, like, it was kind of like a holy war between everybody of, like, who was going to stay. Like, so, like Hank was like, eh, let me go to the beach. <laughs> and and uh, TJ was more on, like, I'm going to go to the beach. And uh, now it's like, I can't afford Disneyland. I'm going to the beach. Um, and then a couple other people, like, like Dustin was more like, what do I do? Uh, he hung Disney? out at the college. I think. Okay. Yeah. At his home. Yeah. He was he was at home in the liberal arts college. Yeah. I think. <laughs> me, yeah. Me and Brandon and Kyle went to Disney. I remember thinking I should have gone. You guys left early, and I think I was hiding from that girl. And then I remember <laughs> thinking, like, "Fuck, I yeah. missed the awesome Disneyland train." Mm-hmm. And you guys went and had an awesome time, and I ended up stuck. It was like, great. Call it. I think I ended up going to the beach, and it was really depressing. Yeah. It wasn't a fun time. I remember thinking like L.A. beaches, and it was more just like diapers washing up on the shore <laughs> of like some like so L.A. beach. Meanwhile, Brandon, Kyle, and I went to Disneyland. Not really a crazy story. There were definitely some funny moments there, sure. but it's not really, uh, yeah, you know, we don't need to go into that. You went to Disneyland. We did. We went to Disneyland. We had a great time. It was wonderful. The show that night, though, was one of the more bizarre experiences that we've had on the road. I think that I've had on my entire touring career. Yeah. Everyone had great takes on the story, so we're going to do some fancy editing here to weave it all together. Here's Brandon and that. You guys hung out at the beach, I believe. Oh man, yeah. There was a I want to hear about the beach because yeah. no one has talked about the beach. There was a fight. Everyone really? was there, but no one talked about has talked about the beach. Okay, so, so far. we were down we walked down to the beach and um I don't remember at all who was with us or whatever, but um we were like just sitting on the sand and there was this big group next to us and they were like kind of these bigger leather clad guys, maybe motorcyclists. On the beach? Yes. LA and, um love it. And um <laughs> This altercation happens, and we can't really hear what the cause was. Um, and this one guy goes, oh, I'm a trained killer. I'll fuck you up. I'll fucking kill you. And this, this fight breaks out, and we're like, holy shit, this is awesome. Uh, and we watched them, like, kick sand and flop around drunk on the sand. And, you know, that was, that was the end of the kind Did of, they actually fight? They were fighting, yes. Uh, but this guy, I just remember turning my head after the guy goes, I'm a trained killer. I'll fucking kill you. You know, like, <laughs> going going to town. He talked big for a while, and then they kind of scuffled around for a bit, and they took off. So um, what was the day like? Because I remember, like, like Brandon and Kyle and I were at Disneyland, and I remember it being a <laughs> long day. I mean, it is, sure. And then we showed up th- at the venue, and you guys were there, but you had been at the beach all day. But there was nothing else to do for us, you know? We didn't, there was no GPS or phones. We had a yeah. fucking MapQuest printout of where to go eventually, but nowhere, yeah. Yeah, we were strangers in a strange land. And TJ was there, and he didn't really say anything. No, he it. didn't remember anything yeah. about it. Like he didn't even think it was killer. remarkable. I remember the fight, and then the rest of the day, we just pissed it away. I guess you know. Yeah, well, as you will if you're on the beach, as one does. I guess. Well, like on tour when you got nothing to yeah, do. Sure. Well, right? hurry like, and wait. You know. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> then we go to PCH, and what do you remember? About <laughs> what is PCH? That? Pacific Coast, the Pacific Highway. Coast Highway. But for some reason, it was a spot on it the was Pacific. A, the PCH yeah. club. Yeah. Was, okay. See, this is what I need to know. Club is a long is... shot as far as I can <laughs> PCH like, club. Shit like, shack. Yeah. Room. Like, a, like abandoned squat. That, like, <laughs> How big was it? Small. Uh, like a house or like size a... Your basement. Yeah. yeah. About the size really? of your basement. Really? Yeah. yeah. The entire Tiny. club was the size Tiny. of your basement. But it was just like like above ground, kind of just like yeah, little... Yeah, it was just one like story. Road, uh, roadhouse kind of like... Yep. We show up and you guys are waiting. Everyone's waiting. And it's it's uh, you guys and us and 
Zagoda, who we played with. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And we're all sitting there waiting in this like Mad Max wasteland. Yeah. So across the street from the PCH is like a oil refinery. And yeah. It was which like, it was like very sun, California. Yeah. Sundown. The sun's going down and it's just like this red sky with these giant smokestacks belching flames and they're, it's just smoky and. I grew up in. Yeah. You know what's up. Yeah. I grew up down there. So I know what it's like. Yeah. It was but, very, uh, it was very Mad Maxy. Yeah. I remember we pulled up, it was sunset uh-huh. and we, Pulled up the van and the metro. Oh, it wasn't sunset. It was nuclear sunset. Yeah. It was like the brightest, most it was disgusting, so, it was like beautiful a, orange sky you've ever seen. It was seen. like an apocalyptic, yeah. like beautiful sunset. <laughs> yeah. Because we sat there and I remember we sat on top of the van or the trailer yep. and watched the sun go down and you could, and it was also like you'd see like the fires like lighting up off the top oh, of the yeah, refineries. Yeah, it was the refineries and stuff. Yeah. It was gorgeous. And Royal I remember country. sitting there, it was such like a weird, like serene Nobody's talking. We're Nobody was talking. Like enjoying it. And I remember just out of the corner of our eye, we just saw this car just kind of just drove up real slow and just drifted like into the parking lot across the street. Yeah, like and we then went across the lane of oncoming yeah. traffic very slowly. Slow rolled and then just gently bumped up against the fence across yep. the street. And yep. we were nobody even thought anything of it. It was just like, well, that was really it kind of fit the and mood. It just stopped there. Oh. Oh, that's right. We were kind of on the side of the road and waiting and um then this car like rolls up next to us and like mounts the curb, right? And yeah. And it's like, a like pole. yeah, and goes dunk. Yeah. And we're like, what it's the a telephone fuck? pole? Yep. Yeah. And then next thing, the next thing we knew is like fire trucks, sirens, sirens. Yeah. It was so crazy. <laughs> we're like, what? Because we're still sitting up on top of the van, yeah, just, just enjoying like the sunset, California yeah. dreaming. Yeah. yeah, and then the fire department came and drug a body out of the car of guys. Like cops, ambulances. Cop, they shut down the PCH. How did they know a dead dude was in the car? I don't. I still it's, don't know how so they knew. Phones. We found out after the fact. It was um, it was a drive-by shooting that had happened a couple blocks down from the venue. The guy peeled and so, out. And we didn't find out about this until now, but the PCH in Wilmington is famously, like, right on the border of the old, like, Bloods and Crips. Oh, okay, um, yeah, sure. Gang war, mm-hmm. um, I think. We were, like, like, in the anyway, DMZ. I don't know if that's actually true, but that's what we were told yeah. at the time. <laughs> um, and so, I think there was just, like, a bunch of, there's just still a bunch of, like, shit that was happening down there at the time. Um, so, it was, we believe, they said it, they believe it was gang-related. It was a drive-by between two cars. So one car was driving, another car drove up, shot the guy who was driving and then sped off. And then the guy who got shot took just off. coasted in his car until he passed out and he happened to pass out across the exact street. intersection where a bunch of young fucking weirdos from Seattle Holy are sitting there waiting shit. to play Enjoying a punk the show. goddamn sunset, <laughs> how right? Have, how have I never I've known you guys for You've 20 never heard plus that? years and I've never heard the story. <laughs> yeah. That is insane. It first was one so story I think I should have heard. First tour. First time leaving Seattle, Jeff. I know. People are getting shot. Epic. <laughs> I remember they drug a body and we're just yeah. all looking at each other like, what the hell is yeah. going on? They shut down the street. So like the show was like on hold for hours. This yeah. podcast they, just like, got good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they drug that guy out and we're like, yeah. what? The, where'd that guy come from? A- and they drug him into an ambulance and gee, they took off and... It yeah. was crazy. And then we loaded in and, <laughs> and played a show. <laughs> to no one. Well, to each other. other. Yeah, very true. Well, they all heard that there was a fucking shooting probably. Um, yeah, and uh, while we were like killing time before our awesome set <laughs> and um, sitting yep. on this couch and I was sitting next to Kyle. Were you on the couch too? No, okay. I was not there. I was sitting next to him but on the opposite side of okay. what's about to happen. So I was witness to it. 
Um, but he, there's like this, it's a shitty couch, go figure. And there's this pile of blankets and shit on his left and he's on my left. And, um, it starts, we're just sitting there chatting and it's the blanket starts to move and he's like, what? And then he opens it up and it was just like this nest of like fucking baby mice. Like <laughs> fetal. They're all like, they don't have any hair. And, yeah. like, ah! <laughs> and he, Kyle had this amazing like blood curdling scream. Cry of the Banshee. He did. Another cry of the Banshee. Another man I had the pleasure of playing in. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he let one of those fuckers out and, he was to, remarkably affected by those fetal mice. It wasn't that gross. It's like, whatever. It's not like a, a rat crawling over your body or something. They were just there, like, yeah. you know. It's not like a ah, spider's put the blankets nest. back on me. Or a no. tarantula yeah. or something. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, it was funny. And, uh, <laughs> it he, definitely freaked him out, though. Like, he was I'm pretty sure he was, he was already freaked out, so. That's that's a good point. He I think like, more life in those yeah, like you nine guys days. Drag he, that dude. You drug him through the fucking mud <laughs> at that point. Like you had taken him to the Ahisma house. He'd seen you, drug abuse. He'd seen like he'd he seen. yeah he he'd seen, seen like y'all's friend shows up. He'd been homeless for fucking three days or whatever. He's just living on the streets, waiting for you to show up. Like he'd seen all of this, it. This, you know what would be and this, fascinating? This is, was, would be to hear Kyle's. Yeah. See, I would like to hear thing. that too because yeah. I feel like he was kind of he was a young tender suburban kid. Like y'all were kind of sure, but y'all but y'all kind of knew crusty folk at that point, and he. He maybe was like underwater at yeah, that well, point. I'm just, I'm just extrapolating. He, wasn't, he wasn't that naive, but there was definitely a crossover with like a different scene with Kyle. I yeah. think that, that's no, what, I, and and I know that because yeah, it's what made Akimbo kind of special in those early days. Yeah, I agree. Where, like there was a weird little like new wave sort of like yeah. geeky aspect that to was like yeah, more, Akimbo. You know, we had more casting going on. Like yeah. The, yeah, 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 like, totally. Uh, we did somebody walk down the street from that show to uh-huh. add to like the the craziness of that night? And they walked like three blocks down and there was a gas station. And it was one of those gas stations you go in it and it's like thick plexiglass, like you're going oh, into yeah. a bank. And you have to yeah. ask for something. Yeah. And they give it you cigarettes or exactly. And so Brandon went in there and they're like, the guy was like, Oh, what are you guys doing? Like, where's your car or whatever? And like, oh, we just walked down, we're playing a show down the street. And the guy said, Get out of here now. <laughs> like, you need to go, man. Like, this is not okay. Like, you should not be walking down the PCA. Like, this is yeah. not the strip to be walking dressed like, you know, well, looking like Hank looked or whatever. Yeah, like, totally. this is not, you need to go now. Yeah. Like, it's, run, run back to wherever you came it's from. It's funny, too, because the, the PCH is misleading. Like, the um, Pacific Coast Highway is actually beautiful. And I didn't know this until much later because uh-huh. um, uh, my wife is from LA. And so, um, I, t- I would tell her this story about the PCH and always blow her mind that like, oh, this happened there. And then I'd have to like actually explain to her like geographically where we were. She's like, oh, because the PCH actually like goes through Malibu. Like it's like, I know I was picturing chips drive. or something, yeah. right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like gorgeous, like, like motorcycle cocktails and like, yeah. <laughs> like drinks out of watermelons. Not tried by shootings and like <laughs> scary quickie marts. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, the show is not anything to The show is not about. memorable yeah, at all. But the, yeah. But the shooting was awesome. Yeah. Not awesome, but memorable. <laughs> yeah. But, and it was definitely like something crazy happened every day of that tour. Every day. And then that day was just like, is this what it's like? Yeah. To this, be on a touring band? It, that right. tour kind of set us up to be like <laughs> disappointed, remember, disappointed for every reason. Every night. Someone gets shot at our show. <laughs> We're like, fuck this. Let's go home. And I don't remember playing Why the show or like anything. It was not 
Did we even play? I mean, we did. the The show happened. Um, the uh, nobody came because the blood, like the <laughs> yeah. yeah, the I mean, like it was seriously shut down by cops and yeah. fire department. Yeah, there were a lot of police. For, I remember for blocks. Yeah, nobody. It's so could funny get there. that you guys actually, and this is the show must go on. You actually were like, well, we still got to play. We read get in just the band, in case you know? people yeah. come. Yeah, and yeah. you weren't gonna get paid. Well, the, do you know why we did? Because there was that other band Zagoda. Yeah. And it's like, if it was just us two, we might have not done it. But it's yeah. like, if there's another band. And Three band game, bill. That's and it's killing. like, and sometimes like, y- even those shitty shows, like you make a cool connection with other bands. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are really good or they think you're good yeah. or whatever. And like, like you play a show with them later. It's or networking, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, John, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to hunt down one of my favorite Akimbo songs and play it now. It's something newer than, you know, obviously we've been playing the old stuff before this, but let's throw in some epic, more modern akimbo. Sounds good. Friday, September 8th, 2000. This is in Rockland, California at a pizza restaurant. Where? So, <laughs> a pizza restaurant. I know, but where? A, Rockland? Rocklin. Rocklin. <laughs> yeah. We, t- we talk about this a little bit, that we booked this show from a zine called Book Your Own Fucking uh-huh. Life, yeah. and this is not a venue. This should never be in a punk rock booking help magazine. We do talk about the book your own life and a bunch of other stuff too, about how it used to be back in the day. And this is right at the tail end of that. Yeah. Cause you could still email people, but you didn't really have any way to get a hold of them <laughs> when you were on the road. No, <laughs> no, you say like you could email or you could call a pizza restaurant. Mm-hmm. So LA to Rockland is 408 miles. It's about six and a half hours. Dang. So that's northbound. So we are officially heading home yeah. now. We're driving north. Yeah, this is a strange pizza place. And you know, Jeff, like even if we hadn't witnessed a homicide the night before, yeah. we're still pretty tired. We're starting to feel yeah, it at this point. You slept, you know, on our you first know, tour. We're getting pretty tired. You slept on the road. You saw a homicide. You drove a long way in California, which can be kind of boring and also kind of tedious. And then you're going to a pizza place at some town you've never heard of. We're headed to Rockland, and and honestly, man, I think we were all pretty ready to go home. Yeah. But however, the next night after Rockland is in, back in the Bay Area. It's in a place called Half Moon uh-huh. Bay. It was supposed to be the crown jewel of the tour. And so we had this thing to work towards, yeah. and we're like, okay, man, one more night. Let's get this done, and then we should have this amazing show mm-hmm. to end the tour on. But anyways, here's Travis on Rockland. That's oh, what I was yeah. going to say. That mm-hmm. was the pitfall of like trying to book out of that. You'd find a play Rockland at the pizza, Rockland yeah. pizza place. You'd be trying to figure out like, okay, yep. we have this horrific drive between two cities. How are we going to cut it up? Where do we play between yep. there? You look at the cities, mm-hmm. you look them up and book your own fucking life. Yeah, like, and there was a pizza place in Rockland 
that advertised itself in Book Your Own Fucking Life. For some which, fucking way, reason. Which was a zine. Which was a zine. They had yeah. connections for people to book along the DIY. Yeah, like, so it was, like, it was like an internet in print. Yeah. Before but the shit would go out happened. of date real fast. Yes. Yeah. And also, some people advertised in Book Your Own Fucking Life that should not have advertised. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Rockland. Yeah. For example, this have. pizza place. Yeah, they... Um, they booked us and we go there and it was it's, some lady and she was just a bitch. She was really mean. So mean. <laughs> why did she even try? I don't even understand yeah. why. We're like, why did you even set this show up? Like it made no sense. And there was a local was a opener. Family pizza joint. Yeah, there's families sitting yeah. down. I think we've all played shows kids. like that. You're like Izzy's Pizza one. or something. It was just like some yeah. lame like family pizza joint with we an were, arcade. We were poised to clear the room. Like, yep. there was no way it was going to be a good night for anybody. And, like, considering how mean this lady was, she was going to be awful to us after we, like, drove <laughs> yes. her business away, right? Um, and so we show up, and the bands get free pizza. So we sit down, and we eat pizza. And as we're as we're finishing up our meal, the opening band plays, and it is, um, it's like, this is less of a thing now, but this was totally a thing back in, like, early 2000s, where it is just, like, the worst Tool worship band. Oh, yeah. Oh. And they would actually do like a tool cover, and you're like, yeah. what? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they did. They, they covered sober. Of course they did. Oh, yeah. Yes. Of course. And, and it was, yeah, it's just like the, it's the worst. Like, I felt like they played the forever. They I remember for being so in Oh, yeah. Because they played for an hour yeah. first, and everybody was, everybody, you know what I mean? But I say everybody, I mean like the 10 people that actually came to the show were their buddies that yeah. came to see them. Yeah. And, and like, we're playing in a pizza place, but it is not a show. There's no, no stage. There's kids. And shit running around. Yeah. Like it is like There's a like family showdown in yep. the corner. There's like soda fountain machines like right by where the band is playing. And this and they brought in their own light show and like fog machine and shit. And it's <laughs> oh just like God. they were just like so pro. Yeah. Yeah. And pro it was, gear, pro hair, pro attitude. Yeah. Yeah. I remember us all like standing outside after we finished eating, like listening to this band play. And and there was a very quick sort of like, what do we do? Do we load in? <laughs> yeah. Like let's load in. I think um, so. Me and Brandon and Dustin had another band called Homo Radicus. Yeah. Um, and most of the members were there. And we, we kind of talked about like maybe we'll do a joke Homo Radicus set and just, and then just peace out after that. Yeah. Um, and then we we're just like, no, that won't even be funny. That'll be, <laughs> yes, yeah, it'll be, be a awful. waste of time. Uh, yeah. Oh, because Dylan was there, Dustin, you and Brandon. Yeah. Who's missing? Dave was missing. Dave yeah, was Dave. missing. Yeah. Um, God, that band was so good. Yeah, and yeah I was I think, so jealous. By the way, like I remember, we're like I think we all were a little. <laughs> yeah, bit. we're like, what the fuck? This is your side project? I don't <laughs> fuck you guys. And here's Brandon and Nat on Rockland. This is Rockland, California. And they did Rockland. some shitty shit to us. Like it was sketchy, and they were like, "Here's your yeah. drink tickets or some weird." Like it was just like they were mean to us. Yeah. And the people there were like obviously going to be mad at us for being there. Yeah, and there's existing. like it's parents with their kids having a pizza yeah, party. Yeah, and we're just like, this is just the fucking, we just and can't the, do this. The, there was one other band playing and they opened, I don't remember what they're called, but they, they were basically a tool ripoff yes. band. They I bet they did heavily, a tool cover. Heavily influenced by tool. They covered sober. Uh, yep. I knew it. I knew it. Um, yeah. As is done, as is the tradition. They they brought their own lights. I'm still feeling good about leaving this show, just just like with the ghost memory. They brought their own lights and fog machine. Very early on in the show, we we all understood that we were not going to play. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. They got really mad because we go because we just disappeared. Yeah. We we wanted to hang out long enough to get a free meal. 
Yes. We were like, we'll make them think we're going to play long enough to get free pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody got like the, I think Travis away. got the van and you got your car. Mm-hmm. You guys went out and like, we all, hot. we were hot. We were like ready to ready go. To roll. Like, yeah, we all ran out and jumped in. Ding dong. It was, oh my God, dining dash. I remember the panic conversation because we had all of Homo Ereticus there except for Dave. And we were, we were talking like, Oh, we could do a Homo Eraticus. We could set. do a Homo Eraticus. That's set right. And just bail. And Holy just be shit! Because like it was like they the wouldn't last, know any it better. Was like, it, well, no. it was it was they like the Hail Mary pass to just get the free pizza. Like the yeah. pizza was not going to come in time. Yeah, Homo Eraticus could do a set. I remember and, like, the conversation. Fuck that place up. Dustin no was kind of into it, but kind of horrified at the yeah. same time. And we just decided <laughs> to just run. Yeah. And I remember, I almost feel like, I know it didn't happen, but in my mind, like, them almost chasing us, like, what the fuck are you going? Blah? I do I do remember driving away from that place very fast and looking out the window with, like, the people who set up the show watching us drive away, like, looking <laughs> confused and angry. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? What were you going to do? You were just going to roll in and be the two loudest bands that ever played a pizza place? Yeah. You know? It was, like, the literally playing a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, why did you Because we sent tapes to every place we played. Yeah, they knew what you they sounded were like. In, they were in Book Your Own Fucking Life. Yeah. They posted their own place yes, in that's Book right. Your Own Fucking Life. Oh my God, I totally forgot I that can't we believe booked that. all this shit off Book Your Own Fucking Life because yeah. that was we did. that old. Yeah. Like, this is that yeah, long ago. It was a zine and a book and There was no databases have, on the internet. Yeah. No, yeah. You had to call people and talk to them on the fucking phone. And it yeah. was almost yeah. to the point where you could talk via email but it wasn't quite there no yet. i i did email because i am horrible on the phone always have been so i booked everything i did was via email like mm. i never talked to matt shapiro on the phone like all these people were like email aol yeah. me right mail. in the right in the beginning send, of that send yeah. the tape map quest yeah, email but you yeah. still had to send a tape you still had to uh-huh. send like oh man that stuff is so funny. but yeah there was still like a human touch to everything day 11 saturday september 9th 2000 last show of the tour Half Moon Bay at some teen center. Um, Rockland, California to Half Moon Bay is like 135 miles. It's about two and a half hours. It's no yeah, big it's deal. Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, yeah, it's fine. Uh, everybody, you'll note that everyone's memory is like fading at this yeah. point. I don't remember where we slept that night. Neither does anyone else. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> he just blocked it out. Yeah. I do remember that we drove back to San Francisco on the way to Half Moon Bay. Because we're like, we're not going to kill time in Half Moon Bay. Yeah. Let's go back to San Francisco and do shit. But we were so fucking tired. We just went to a big park around Hate mm-hmm. Street. And I remember I was so tired that I just said, hey, man, you guys go on. Brandon, can I just sleep shotgun in your geo yeah and kill time and he was cool with that he was like yeah man if you're in the car no one's gonna fuck with our stuff so yeah totally so i slept like a capital n <laughs> nap like the, the kind where your your body just like regrows yeah, it just shuts down a little bit yeah as you'll find out i needed that nap really bad it came in super handy but so after killing time at the park we had to half moon bay for the last show of the tour here's travis and then it was half moon bay which is, is yeah. just south of the Bay Area. So it's yeah. like a beach town just south uh-huh. of the Bay Area. We had heard through the grapevine that Half Moon Bay was one of those places that just had a fucking crazy scene of young people. Like you book a show. Like Eureka used to or whatever. Yeah. 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 Like you book Chico. a show at the VFW Hall or like or like the community center or whatever. And like a thousand kids will show up and freak the fuck out because there's nothing to do. Um, so it was one of those like little little nuggets of magic that only exists for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and, and we like got a show there, and I was I remember being so thrilled that it happened. Yeah, we kept. I remember that date was circled, and we knew it. 
Yeah, yeah we were like, like, like the last show, the tour. Moon Bay, if we can just make it, if we can survive off. to Half Moon Bay, yeah. this is going to be insane. And make Rockland it, was, that's the name of this episode, yeah. making it to Half Moon I know, Bay. If we can just make it. <laughs> we can Moon just Bay get there. To survive. Um, yeah, and like like the night before was such a morale hit. Yeah. It's like, fuck, this sucks. But we got tomorrow, we got yeah, Half Moon tomorrow, Bay. Half Moon Bay is so coming. Good. It's coming, so dudes. Um, and we get there and the, the place is locked. Canceled. And it's not going to open. Yeah. Why was it even canceled? There was a flyer and everything. There was a flyer. It just didn't happen. I don't know why. And then I remember calling our contact. I got on a payphone and I called our contact who set up the show. And it's a kid and his mom picks up. Oh, no. Busted. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I don't even remember his name. It's like, uh, is, is Luke there? This is John. I think I remember watching you make the <laughs> yeah. phone call. Like, you know, yeah. that always happens on tour where yeah. somebody's on the phone and with somebody around. Like, and there's like five, like eight guys <laughs> staring at him, watching, like trying to read the <laughs> phone <laughs> conversation, being like, uh, God damn it. This, yeah. ain't, this ain't happening. And his mom's like, No, he's doing his homework. He can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> and I was like, uh, This is, um, I'm in a band from Seattle. Uh, we were supposed to play a show tonight that he set up and sort of explained the situation to his mom. She seems mildly concerned. Not concerned, but marginally concerned. So she <laughs> she puts me on hold and she goes, talks to the kid. And then after a couple seconds go by, she gets back on the phone and says, he's very sorry and he has to do his homework. <laughs> you wouldn't even get on the <laughs> phone. Like, That's it. And that was it. We yeah. had nothing else to do but drive home. Yeah, I remember we were sitting there. We're like, do we get a hotel room? Do we, what do we do? And we just all like took the vote and said, after Brooklyn and yeah. Moon Bay, <laughs> yeah. we were just said, let's just drive straight home. Oh, yeah. and that's, I mean, I've done, I, we've all had those tours, some of us more than once, yeah. where you just look at it and you're like, well, we're in Salt Lake City and I couldn't give a fuck. I'm getting the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. I want to get home. How far is it to home? Yeah. <laughs> so then at, at this point, I like, I remember us all, we're all I'm in the parking lot. Like, okay, there's nothing to do now. We're in the Bay Area. Let's drive home. And it's seven, six, seven PM. And it's what is it, like fourteen hours to get from Bay Area to Seattle? Mm, eight. Uh, I think it's like fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen, sure. With a, that van, fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're like, okay, let's go home. Yeah. We were done. In Half Moon Bay, the only thing I remember from that is because we had bungee cords to hold things down. And one of the <laughs> bungee cords snapped and it like hit me. Like it was like <laughs> It yeah. hit me like right below my eye. And I was like, time to go home. I almost <laughs> lost my eye. I'm fucking done with tour. Fair That's enough. It. Yeah. <laughs> last night into the last day. It's the final drive. Yeah, epic. Half Moon Bay, California to Seattle, Washington. And that's no joke. 835 miles, <laughs> about 14 hours straight shot. We pretty much rally and decide to drive all night to Seattle. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I'm fresh from this like amazing nap I took in Brandon's car. Uh -huh. I'm feeling guilty because like I booked the show, I was hyping the oh, show, dude. I was so stoked yeah. for this one, and I'd been telling the guy, been telling the guys for months, like, dude, we're gonna play at this little place nobody knows about, Half Moon Bay. The shows there are crazy, man. They go off. These kids go off. I felt bad, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm driving. Everyone can sleep. You can all rest. Uh -huh. I'm going to drive us all the way home. I volunteer for the van. Brandon volunteers for the Geo Metro driving shift. Yeah. And uh, we hit the road. I just remember um, I was driving the car. Yeah. You were driving the van. Yep. 
and we had walkie talkies. Yep. And that's as close as oh we had to God, cell phones at the time. Yeah. So we're talking the walkie talkies and you and I are like keeping each other awake. Yep. And we're talking about like, like the Hulk. Like, I remember we talked, we did the game for hours who would win in a fight. Yes. And we kept going back and forth and yeah. it was working. Like I was like having a good time. Yeah. We're driving. And it, was, we're, <laughs> it was working so well that people who were supposed to be sleeping we're waking I, up. And I remember like, not being able to sleep no, because of the conversation. Punisher yeah. would not win yeah. in that fight. Yeah. It would actually be King Kong. <laughs> and and here's like, why. Right? Yeah, and it was like a full-on heated debate, and it was going to take us all the way home. Yeah, we, we stopped for a piss break. Yes. We should never have stopped. We should have <laughs> just kept just, going yeah. and pissed on the floor. Yep. Just like the momentum yeah. might have just got you home. Yeah, those but low we years. so yeah. close. Yeah. And yeah. That was a fucking bummer. And we made it through the pass, all the yep. way through Grant's Pass, coming up through Oregon. Epic. And then pulled into Eugene. And I remember waking we up to— at a rest station. We stopped. People had to stop. pass. Oh, yeah. We stopped at a rest stop. I remember you woke up. I remember waking up at the van and you going, hey, something seems wrong. Like yeah. something's not right with the van. We stop at a rest stop. Everybody pisses. We get back in the van in the car. We start driving again. We get maybe— 200 yards out of the rest stop <laughs> and the breakdown and outside loses, of Eugene it yeah. loses all acceleration and I'm pushing the gas and the engine is revving and nothing is happening we slowly stop <laughs> at sunrise it's like yeah. it's like 4:45 in the morning yeah. the sun is just coming up <laughs> and we're so fucking tired and just destroyed <laughs> you had driven through the night uh-huh. i think i'd slept a, like a couple hours or something yeah. in the back yeah. And we were just in the middle of Oregon and we're broke. We're in the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. We have a Geo Metro, <laughs> a van that with a blown transmission. It's a oh. Sunday. You know yeah. that, that that's happened to Bloodhag twice outside of Eugene. Yeah. What is it about like there? north or south <laughs> outside of Eugene? It must be Grant's Something Pass. Yeah. It must yeah, just I think like so. and we I think got, it just we got tour Eugene transmissions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I probably no, I'm, I think it that's does. actually I think serious. So. We had a trailer on the van too. And you're yeah. carrying we a bunch good. of gear and Yep. We were good. We never pushed it over 50, 55. Like, we yeah. went slow all night to not fuck the van. And I remember, actually, I specifically remember your van had, like, um, the low— It was like that—there was could, a carburetor where it yeah. went from two to four yes, carbs, could, and we'd go, like, yeah. whoa! You could, you could feel when the engine would downshift. And I'd like wake up, up every time yeah. somebody, like, dropped it to the foot, and I'd be like, yeah. slow it down. That yeah. This van is And then you just got to back off and let yeah, the van, like, ease off, into it. And then, you, and then you're going 35 miles an hour up a, up a freeway mountain. But, yep. yeah. Um, I remember everybody was on. done, and we were. It was the shame of it was we had, or not the shame, but we had the metro, and everybody was <laughs> so beat up from it yeah. that it was just like a one of those. What are we gonna do? We Who's have taking a car. The metro. Who's gonna take the metro? Yeah, we called two places. We called a um, yeah the tow truck roadside assistance. We called roadside assistance. Us. They came and like checked it out, and they're like, "Yeah, we think you're hosed." Yeah, we're gonna then, tow you to a like a transmission. Sure, yeah. It was Amco. I remember it was Amco transmission. <laughs> uh-huh. And they, they towed us in the lot. And they're like, it's Sunday. Good luck. See you, you Monday. You guys are stuck. See you Monday. Yeah. And then the guy, one of the owners drove by and happened to see us. The owner of the Amco, like some like older guy called, like drove by and said, hey, you guys have transmission problems. He like, he himself got on the coveralls and it's like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll swap out your transmission for you guys. You guys are definitely like in a bad spot. Yeah. And I remember that Everybody went home except for Dylan and I. Oh, it was the worst. So we're on the side of the street. Like, we're just on the side of the freeway. Yeah. And did we hike back to the... Oh. What did we... So we knew... So, so we the, van, the van shut down. Yep. You and I had been driving all night. Yep. Uh, 
I stayed with the van and you, we knew we were like right by Eugene. Yeah. So you took the geo to Eugene. That's right. I went back to Eugene. And we you had some Will. mission. I think we still had like Will's address. We were just going to like show up at his house. Which we did. Yeah. So you should tell that side of the story. Yeah. I just remember like I was um, stuck on the side of the freeway. Everyone Wait, did the- I go back? I remember sitting at the rest stop for hours. Or maybe that was before waiting years. for the tow truck to yeah, show up. Maybe what's that? Waiting for the tow truck to show up. Maybe, maybe. Oh yeah, maybe we came back and waited for the tow truck. But I just remember. Too? Um, I it, talked to Will. I think I remember standing. I was so sick of sitting in the van, so I just like went outside and stood. And this was like the sun was rising. Yep. Um, and just like watching light slowly come into like where I was. Yeah. Which is like in the middle of fucking nowhere. We're like right next to a farm. I remember the farm. I remember being there. Oh no. I, I still, I can remember exactly where this is because of like, it was just such a moment just like yeah. sitting there watching the sunrise and be like watching this herd of cows just fucking eat grass. Yeah. And, and we're like right under an, like there was an overpass just like maybe like 200 yards ahead of us. And just like every time that, um, that we later went on tour and went down I five and came back up. I remembered it. Like we drive yeah. by it and be like, this is where it happened. Yeah. I just like remember to myself, like mental note, like yeah. that's where it was. Yep. Yeah. That portion of I-5, Bloodhag is broken down two, maybe three times. In fact, I think three times sort of between Portland and Eugene so and maybe just too. past, yeah. just past Eugene. There's some it's weird. it's flat. There's no reason to no, break down. It's, no, it's, yeah. it's You'd think the, it would be in Grants fuck, Pass. Yeah, it's but, fucking Mount Shasta, man. It, it's like the van killer. But well, after Grand, Mount Shasta, right, after it's like, Mount Shasta Grand, yeah. that's what I'm talking then, about. Yeah, it's Grand like the horse, like it gets yeah. over the mountain like, and then it gets uh, in the flat and goes like, oh God, uh, my heart. Yeah. <laughs> but our, our van lit on fire twice on the way down. <laughs> and then one time it broke, down in, it broke down in the snow. Oh God. We were yep. running on fucking like four cylinders on an eight fucking cylinder yeah. engine and just coasted <laughs> in and went to this crazy, shitty, shitty hotel that's so gross that you don't even want to put your sleeping bags on top. You know, and you kind of put your sleeping bags on top and then you sleep on top of the sleeping bags and yeah. you just wait for the light to come up. Yeah. Just so you can go to the fucking place to get your fucking car fixed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's something about that stretch of Oregon. I don't know what the fuck it is, but three times for me. Yeah. How many, you know. Twice this one and then the type rose. I don't think I can book. Well, no, we had another one. Remember, you, me, and Burke were stuck in Grants Pass for a little bit too. Basically, oh, yeah. from Grants Fucking Pass to, to Portland, there's just like. It's you, just a beautiful it's part a of the van country. Eater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just I mean, want to stop and take down, it in. Yeah. <laughs> Good people. Yeah, they really, yeah. The salt of the earth. Yeah. Very helpful. So, but you were in the car. I don't. Yeah. I remember never heard I, what happened for the people who went to town. So in the car. yeah, we split up. I do remember going into a uh, getting t- towed to somewhere or being in Eugene and uh, at a uh, U-Haul place, and the guy just laughing at us like, I'm not, <laughs> like, like I would rent to you if you had cash. Like you get out of my fucking store. You know? <laughs> he tried. Uh, yeah, and then you're right. That's totally right. We went to a U-Haul place. Yeah. We were like, do you have any? Vehicles just like, that could get us home. No, and we're like, what about yeah. those? He's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it was a hard no. Yeah, the U-Haul it was. <laughs> in right. fucking Medford or Eugene or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Hard oh my no. God. Yeah. Some people stayed and then a strike team went back to Eugene to try to find Will because we're like, we're like we had no idea what to do. Like, tr- like we had a broken van that had a trailer with all the gear and a yeah. car. And I was like, 
selfishly, I could take the car and go home. <laughs> Fuck you guys. But I mean, you know, I was like, you can't do that. So I was like, how do we? So mission one, I, I remember Kyle whining. He's like, I have to be at work. Yeah. And I was like, it's like you quit <laughs> shrilling, quit screaming. We all need to get back home. And so uh, we we knew we couldn't stay. Did we go to U-Haul? We no, we went back to Eugene and went to the Ahizma house, knocked on the door, and Will was there, and he's like, "Hey, it's like, hey." <laughs> <laughs> I basically, I, I basically laid out for him, like, "Look, our van, the transmission is insanely dead. Um, we need to get back to Seattle with our um, trailer." And I was like, "I've got three hundred dollars in my bank account at home, and 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 I'll pay for all the gas if you will." Drive out, take the trailer, and drive us drive it back to Seattle. I'll give you three hundred bucks. And he's like, absolutely. Yeah. He's we'll, like, no hesitation. He's like, called in sick to work. Dude, he's like, I'm not gonna do whatever. And I was like, such solid dudes. Yeah. yeah. And you, so you rolled a twenty on that persuasion check. Yeah, you did. It's like that charisma yeah. bonus. I all. totally. And I had it was like my magic was on. It was like it was perfect. And and he was like, no hesitation. He's like, absolutely. I would. It was like. Brotherhood of Crust or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. He came up and he hooked up his trailer and he's like, oh man, you don't have the right connector for the light. So there's going to be no lights on the trailer. That's right. So we're going to roll. And and I had the, I was driving the car and I was like, well, I'm going to stay behind you and we'll, just, oh, we'll yeah. take it nice and easy. And that motherfucker flew. He was going 70 to 80 the entire time. My car was like screaming, (laughs) trying to keep up. I was, my heart, like I I was, I was exhausted, but I was not going to sleep because I was fucking in terror the entire time. Because like he would change lanes, whip around people, like no lights, no signals. Like I was like, fuck, dude, you are insane. But he got us home. I love this story. And then that night, uh, after we got home, we got everybody back to their designated locations. The trailer went back to the, the rental place in Ballard where we told them it wasn't going to leave Seattle. Oh, I've been there too. <laughs> that we thing, all have. That thing was oh, like, man. that Just thing lie. was worked. <laughs> um, and then I went to a party at my friend David's house who, the the same guy that like introduced me to Fobang back in the day. And I was fucking like, you know, the exhaustion of being yeah. after mm-hmm. tour. And I was like, I'm going to go to a party. And I took him <laughs> with me and I was like drunk on exhaustion. And it was like this like, a bunch of gay people and like really fabulous women who hang out with gay people. Me looking like I was it's dead, like a scumbag. and me with like this like crusty bald dude. And like, and I was like, "This is my best friend. <laughs> he just saved my life." <laughs> and we got a dragon willed at the yeah. fucking party. That rules. It was great. Yeah, and uh, Travis and Dylan stayed in Eugene. Yeah, it's Travis and Dylan. And they stayed. Of course, they did. Yeah. They well, had Dylan had nowhere to be. To yeah. Well, Travis had to stay because it was his van, nah, and there wasn't enough seats to take Dylan. Basically, yeah. so like, like there wasn't Someone enough had seats. To stay. One person had to stay, yeah. and like Dylan was the, the had the least amount of responsibility. D- and Dylan was like home. very easy going about. He's like, I'll yeah. stay. He's like, yeah. this is no no harder than the streets of LA. Yeah, this is <laughs> better <laughs> is than being homeless now? in Golden Gate Park. Oh man, yeah, that was a but that was it. That was yeah. I feel that, like that was like the ultimate end for that tour too. Just like it was like. Crushing defeat. Crushing defeat at the Fatality. end of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> when we all we had again? the glassy, wet eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, but it was it was the end too. It's like we just had to get home. Yeah. It's like that thing where it's like the battle of attrition, like where it's like we think we're all gonna make it back, but yeah, yeah it's like people don't make it, make it back. like that winter with Napoleon and shit. Like yeah, yeah we <laughs> we lost a lot of troops. You fall through the ice and you drown in a <laughs> lake. And, yeah. 
Oh, man. <laughs> Tour. Tour. Fuck yes. You did it. We made it home. Well, most of you did. I remember being so fucking tired yeah. and just getting out of the van, immediately getting into my car, driving to my girlfriend's house, and she's like, I'm so happy to see you. And I'm like, I'm going to bed. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah, please. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's already someone dead. Why does this have to end with a van? <laughs> and the van dies too. It's like everything that Tour can do to fuck you, and it all happens on one day. <laughs> Two shitty, sh- you, you know, just... shitty show after shitty show, canceled shows. However, Travis and Dylan are still stuck in Eugene. Ah, oh, those poor cats. Yeah, yeah Will from Ahizma came and drove everybody back to Seattle. Yes, and Dylan and I stayed. With the van and the toughed trailer. it out, yeah, toughed it out. I remember being so pissed that everybody bailed. <laughs> I was so bummed out. But it's your van, dude. It was my yeah. van, and I was just like, "This sucks." Like, it's my van. Yeah, you. Had I to had stay. to pay. Nobody had money to pay for the. So That's I had the to, other thing too. I had to pay for the transmission. You were the, you were one of the only ones who had a like an actual job. Yeah. Back then. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. yeah, story of had a good. It's every tour, and that always that someone. person in the band, oh, the one dude. who has the actual job, or a credit card. Bent over and fucked every time, every, every month, every time. Anything, I remember anytime anything happens, that person just gets raked over. I know the it coals. sucks having a job. I remember like I'd always buy like like speaking of like not having money or whatever. But I remember like the transmission blew, and maybe two people like chipped in. Like I think Brandon chipped in. I yeah. think you chipped in. Like, I chipped you in. were you had to chase me down though. Right? Yeah, oh, it was like... You, like, called me up a month later. He's like, hey, nobody's paid me back for the fucking van thing. And I was just like, oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. I know. I think Hank still owes me for that. <laughs> I think... I know uh, Hank still owes you for yeah. that. I think TJ maybe, like, was on a payment plan with me, like, yeah. 20 bucks a month <laughs> yeah. or something. We're so broke. And I had a job. Like, it was fine. Like, it was... I could have... I could pay for the transmission, but it's still like, why do I have to pay for the transmission? Yeah. yeah. We're all... We all used... Destroyed my van or yeah. whatever, but... I remember, like, the card I played... At that point, was like I've been the one up all night driving. Yeah, I'm tired as fuck. You were, cr- yeah. I. Like, it was fine that you at home. Yeah, it was, so okay. I was like I'm calling a seat in Will's van because I would like to just like sleep for two hours on the ride home and then just like pass the fuck out. Yeah, we're all we all should have just sit in Eugene and wait for this. Yeah, should get fixed. Um, it was fine. Like we knew it was gonna get fixed. It was yeah. like who's gonna stay for four or five hours and wait with the van? Yeah, and but, it, Brandon had the Jumetro, so he was driving home. And then everybody else, Kyle for sure was not going to tough it. Out. No, no, <laughs> there's no toughing out. No, for Kyle yeah, that was he was not. Tough. Yeah, but I remember everybody left on that. Everybody went home, and Dylan and I were stuck in Eugene waiting yeah. for the transmission to get fixed. And I remember we had a real like, like a talk about like the bummer when it's like the side project ban. And Dylan and I both had like a real <laughs> bro down where we're like, yeah. we had like this real moment where like I was like, man, it sucks because I like I really like Homoeroticus. Like that band's really fucking good. But you, but I don't want you to succeed because I want my band to succeed. Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, I feel the same way." It was just like such a bummer, like yeah. two canceled shows that have yeah. blown out transmission. Yeah, and we're having like this real heart to heart. Like, yeah, it just sucks. Like, I I like you as a person, but I don't want you to succeed. <laughs> and he's telling me the same thing. He's like, "Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like, I like Tinka Thule. I think you guys are a good band, but I want Homer. Right. Like, that's his band. Yeah, that's yeah. his band. He, yeah. yeah, and it was just like I remember everybody was like it was such a weird, tense situation. It was like getting it was like knowing like your girlfriend's like trying to decide between two guys. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just like Brandon's doing Homeraticus, and that band's fucking awesome. And now I hope they don't succeed, even though I really like the band. Like, yeah. I could put out a seven inch or whatever for you guys. Well, lucky for you, we didn't. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, we recorded a really killer record and then never put it. Do you out. have those tapes? I have well, those tapes. I've been told you I've been going through my archives, but I think all I have is rough mixes because I don't think it ever. Remember when we you never mastered it? But yeah, yeah, and that I was remember the end of the tour. Well, for me, it wasn't for you. Oh, you guys so, went home, and I remember I had like the most epic. Like I've never passed like falling asleep at the wheel. Yeah, and I totally fell asleep on the wheel. On the you way did. Back. Yeah, I remember we were driving back and Dylan, like finally the transmission got fixed and we start trucking, you know, trucking back up north, up I-5. And I was so tired because I think I'd barely slept in like two days. Yeah. And because we'd driven through the night. No, I stayed up with you guys. Remember, we stayed up all night long. Were you shotgun? No, I was in the back. It was you. I forgot who was shotgun. I think I, I think I pegged TJ for shotgun. We had the like, most. Ep- we actually had a great night. I remember as the three of us, we stayed awesome. up all night. It was awesome. And we were like partying down, and it was finally like we had just gotten over Grant's pass, and we had like had an awesome drive all the way up from California. And I said, you know what, guys, I'm fine. I'm gonna go lay down, get get some shut eye. And the second I closed my eyes, the band took it. Took a shit. So it's your fault. And so, yeah, it's your fault. I should have closed my eyes. I remember thinking like, oh, it's time to sleep. And then like the second I just laid down. The van was like, Daddy? Daddy? I know. Daddy? <laughs> don't, don't go to bed. And then I was like, I oh. always felt that way about my van. That if always. You, if that you if, couldn't. If I wasn't driving or if I wasn't awake, that's when some shit was going to go. Yeah, down. I drove like on Doomsday Tours. I drove every. I think I drove like pretty much every mile of like all those like US tours. Mm-hmm. But so then, yeah, then you guys went home and I was, I didn't sleep either. I forgot. I didn't sleep all night. And then we stayed up all day in Eugene and you guys all took off. And then, and I seethed and then Dylan and I had our little bro down moment. And then we started driving back and I was like, I should get some sleep, but I need to, I need to get home. It's five hours. Let's just do this. And I remember driving and Dylan was passing out in the passenger seat. And I remember just slowly... Like the sound, the road noise just went away. It was yes. the weirdest feeling. Yeah. I remember it's like, because that van was so loud. Like I remember uh-huh. we'd lose our voice from like talking to the van. Yeah. I remember going from like, <sighs> and it went away. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking, that's so weird. It's so quiet. <laughs> and then. It's like when you can't hear yourself snore. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what is that? What's going on? And I remember in my, dr- I passed out. And in my dream, Ian's face appeared. Ian from like the yeah, Ian Bartholomew. Yeah, yeah. Rody showed his face appeared and he's like, Hey man, you can't do that. <laughs> I remember going, What? 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 And then all of a sudden it went and the road noise came back. I went, Oh my fucking god, <laughs> I passed over. the fuck yeah. out. And we pulled over and like pulled over in some buffet in like Vader, uh-huh. Washington. <laughs> and then we got a bunch of no-dos. Oh, nice. And I started popping no-dos and drove all the way back to Seattle. Oh my God. Because I was like, I'm not going to bed. I'm you might have died. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember God. like taking half a no-dos every like 30 minutes all the way home because I kept passing out. I can't imagine. But if, I was getting the fuck. Yeah. If, I was if not. anything bad had happened to you guys, like, oh, could you oh my God. You guys would, that would have been so brutal. That would have been life-changing. Like literally, it would have been yeah. life-changing. Yes. Like, yeah. oh my God. For all of us. Yeah, yeah, I'd have been like, "Wow, glad God, you're alive." Travis and Dylan died. I never knew that. That's amazing. I was so fucking far so, gone. So now you know why this podcast is called "Tomorrow We Die." Yeah, tomorrow we die. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you, Nat, Brandon, Travis, TJ, for helping us tell that story. Oh my god, yeah. This whole episode kind of ties into the question that I ask almost all my guests, which is about what was your first tour mm-hmm. and when did you know you wanted to commit to the lifestyle? Yeah, I mean. This story is essentially my answer to my own question there. 
sort of the adventure and camaraderie and travel, mm -hmm. meeting new people, seeing new music, and ultimately like testing yourself in your comfort zones. Yeah. It's huge, man. This was such an impactful experience in my life. I knew really quickly on this tour that my instinct was correct and that this is a thing that I want to pursue as much as possible. You know, it gets you doing things that you wouldn't do, yeah. trying things you wouldn't try. Yeah. There are times when you don't want to be social, but you have yeah, to. That's for times, sure. <laughs> times when you don't want to be confrontational, but you have to. Yeah. There's times on tour where like, you'd rather call someone or hire someone to solve a problem for you, but you can't. Cannot. You have to figure it out, you know? So like touring is totally a fun adventure, but it's also built real life skills for me. And it's made me more able to function as an adult. Oh, yeah as a professional, as a musician, as a partner and a, and a father? I mean, I got to tell you, John, I knew on Bloodhag's first little mini tour, A, I knew that I couldn't tour with the drummer that we had at the time. No offense to you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but we just knew it wasn't going to work. But we also knew that this was something that we were going to fucking do. Like, we're in a band, and this is what you do, and this was life-affirming, and it was like, okay, well, maybe we don't have the same drummer, but we're still going to stay a band, we're still going to tour. I mean, I first tour, you either fall in love with it or you fucking hate it, you know? Totally, man. You know, on this show, we mostly talk about punk tours, yeah. but I think the heart of the show is just the pursuit of art. Mm -hmm. What are we willing to do just to be able to express ourselves as an artist? What happens when you sacrifice comfort for your passion? Yeah. Kind of putting on my grumpy grunt hat a little bit. But. Oh, John. <laughs> I'm doing it again, Jeff. I'm still older uh, than you, but... <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It doesn't mean... So, so hey, yes, your your grumpy grown-up hat is a little bit more It's a little more worn out. And, and a little bit more worn in than mine, but I still have one. You I still have indeed. mine, all right? <laughs> but really, I think experiences like this are important for people when they're young. It's essential for people in their teens and 20s to know that you can do this. You can pursue a dream and it's going to be fucking hard. Yeah, you got to work for it. And if you do it, you're going to come out better, stronger and like knowing more, right? Yeah, it's a crucible. Yeah. Experiences like this, they're going to build resilience and resolve and ultimately reinforce connections that you have with people that you care about mm -hmm. and just the world around you. So... That's my rant. Yeah. It's all based on on love and, and sort of these tremendous memories I have from my past. So um, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Love you all. This show is about touring musicians telling incredible stories from their lives as they remember them. Humans are generally pretty great, but we all know that memory fades over time and that in the moment, people interpret situations differently based on their personality, background, state of mind, drugs they were on, intoxication level, etc., etc. The important thing to get across here is that at no point should these stories be considered hard facts or perfectly accurate portrayals of real events. If by some chance you were there for something that was talked about on this show or know someone who was and heard a different side of the story. If you feel we've been inaccurate or misrepresentative in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out and help us set the record straight. Tomorrow we die podcast at gmail.com. We'll read everything. And to any road warriors out there who might be listening, we want to hear your stories too. If you have a crazy moment from the road you want to share with us, then please drop us a line on email. Write it up as succinctly as possible, please. We don't want to read your autobiography. And if we have the time, we'll read it on a future episode. Feel free to plug yourself in the band as well. Again, the email address is tomorrowwediepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. And once again, I'm Jeffrey McNulty. And I'm John Wisniewski, and this is Tomorrow, Tomorrow We Die. Die. Find us on the internet. Our website is www.tomorrowwedie.com. And remember, that's two W's, T-O-M-O-R-R-O-W-W-E-D-I-E.com. On Twitter, we're at Tomorrow We Die PC. Instagram, at Tomorrow We Die Podcast. 
Facebook page is at Tomorrow We Die Podcast. Our email address is tomorrowwediepodcast at gmail.com. And the show is published on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, and SoundCloud. Podcast production by myself, Jeffrey M. McNulty, at the Pachinko Parlor, Seattle, Washington. The background music is from Null Frequency Impulsor. Additional audio editing support by Andrew J. Gomez, a.k.a. Engineer Andrew. Tomorrow We Die is published in partnership with Ruinous Media. Thanks so much for listening.